This week on the Indo Daily. I asked her to leave me alone. I felt like she was harassing me and she was insistent that, you know, these were just coincidences. Catherine Martin, she is in favour of scrapping the TV licence and giving money to RT direct from the exchequer. Tonish Michael Martin, dead set against it. No way, not happening. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the left wing live. Well, Ireland had beaten Italy 57 points to six at the Aviva Stadium. Keen Tracy and Dave Kelly of the Irish Independent are here as well at the Aviva Stadium. Well, Dave, there's only one place to start. And that is the rule that had Italy playing with 13 players after 20 minutes. The replacement hooker, Faeva, got red carded. And then there was chaos because Italy had to play the remainder of the game with 13 players. What a mess, Dave. Yeah, I've been... Um for a sport which has uh, belatedly done so much to try and improve its image, uh, this was not a good look today. Ironically, um, resulting from the quite correct decision to dismiss the replacement or just to dismiss the replacement hooker um, for a high headshot, which for many many years would be ignored. Uh, but in doing so, they say the law of intended, unintended consequences comes into play. Uh, and that happened because um, there is also a law that states basically to, to, to disabuse any sense of players exploiting um, substitutions and replacements that if there is a, 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 a red card incident or a yellow card incident or any, any kind of suspension or, uh, from play issue that you're not allowed simply just put on an extra back because doesn't really compensate when there are uncontested scrums, which make a farce of the game anyway. But the, the unintended consequence is that the farce of uncontested scrums is compounded by the farce of having one less player in the backfield. Um, we may go on later with Keane with the farce about how Ireland did not exploit that very cleverly or entertainingly. But the problem there is that, you know, by trying to amend one player welfare issue, as I say, World Rugby ignored for so many years the issue of concussion and how concussion was um, resulted by so many head knocks and head injuries and assaults on players. Um, finally, today is an example we see one which is which is correctly adjudicated by the wonderful Georgian ref who just applied the law that is there, but the law is an ass. Um, the unintended consequence is that for a player welfare issue, you have 15 against 13 and you have Irish players running amok against um, an Italian team who uh, had to make more, many more tackles than they should have. And it was actually dangerous. That was far more dangerous than what happened to Dan Sheehan um, when he got smacked by the hooker 
Um, so they've, they've, the law is an ask. They need to bring in a sense that there's an interpretation allowed. The interpretation today was, having seen the first hooker go off with an arm and sling, the second hooker correctly dismissed. Italy, we're not trying to play silly buggers here today. Um, the governors of the sport played silly buggers with the game. Nobody in the stadium knew what was happening. Most thought there were still 14 players in the field. And if that's happening, the sport is not in a good place. Ireland didn't get any satisfaction from this game today, and neither did the sport. So, Dave, should the referee have had the right to make his own interpretation of the rule? Yeah, he's not allowed, though. There's, there's no leeway in that. So I think you will see, you know, there will have to be a change because this is obviously a global game now. This has gone around the world. The CBC have paid um, this game is... This game probably cost about 80 million euro if you're breaking down their uh, inordinate investment in the game. So it will have to change because um, we're in the entertainment industry and uh, that was not entertaining by any stretch today. Keen, your view on the game overall? Uh, I mean, it's very hard to analyse a game like that, Sinead. When we were talking on Friday after the team announcement, you know, we were we were looking forward to guys putting their hand up for for tweaking them and making the selection calls harder but I'm just not sure what Andy Farrell or any of the Irish coaching staff can can get out of a game like that I mean for someone like Mike Lowry unbelievable occasion he played really well he looked electric every time he got on the ball but really and truly what are you judging him against um I thought it was incredible that he passed up the opportunity to score a hat-trick on his international debut. He's definitely a better man than, than I am to lay on a, a second try for James Lowe. I'm sure there'll be a bit of slagging about that. But look, I felt I felt sorry for Italy. I thought they were really gamey, actually, before the red card. And they were actually causing Ireland a lot of problems. I know Joey Carberry scored that early try, which, geez, it feels like a long time ago now. But Ireland didn't have it all their own way. Like Italy were very aggressive around the game, about the breakdown. And we're posing questions that I think Andy Farrell would have welcomed. So as soon as the red card happened, it, like like Dave says, it just ascended into a total farce. He felt bad for Italy, even though they were really impressive in how they hung on. Ireland pulled away at the end, which was inevitable because let's remember that Italy actually finished the game with 12 players because they had a sin bin laid on as well, which, to be honest, just capped off a totally ludicrous game, a ludicrous day. I felt bad for anyone who paid good earned hard-earned money to, to come to a game like this because it was a it was a non-event I think Dave is right I'd say a lot of people probably didn't even realize that they were down to 13 men because it's such an obscure uh, law I felt bad for Ireland because they're not going to get much out of it um so yeah it's a very very hard game to, to analyze I actually didn't think Ireland played that well Sinead um I mean the scoreline reads 57-6 they scored four tries in the first half five tries in the second half but really probably didn't tell a true story of the game. I didn't think Ireland were very fluid in attack, uh, which would be a concern considering they were against 13, 13 men. Um, it probably leaves them in a little bit of a, not a bind would be an over-exaggeration, but they're going to need a couple of tasty training sessions uh, behind closed doors over the next couple of weeks uh, before Twickenham because today just is no preparation at all for, for a game like that. Now, I know like England obviously had a good win over Wales. They made hard work of it, but Going to Twickenham is never easy, um, and Ireland certainly didn't get a, a test they wanted. I think a couple of notes of concern were that um, Andrew Porter got a bit of attention and then limped off shortly after. It didn't look didn't look too serious, but serious. But at the same time, 
this was the last type of game that you wanted to pick up an injury and uh, you had Robbie Henshaw went off for a HIA as well so I think once Ireland had the bonus point in the bag and they were racking up the scores the, the main thing was to get out of here without without any injuries because like I said it gave, a farcical game like this is just is just not one that you want to be risking picking up an injury so it wasn't surprising to see Andy Farrell go to his bench but again I mean what, what are you learning out of it I'm not sure you're, you're taking much out of it to be honest yeah, David, almost see, looked like it affected Ireland as well, the fact that Italy were down to 13 players, and as Keane mentioned, down to 12 at the end. But there, that cohesion there that we've come to expect of Ireland just wasn't there as much as we thought it would be. Oh, well, again, I mean, you have to judge these people at the highest standards. I mean, there was a you know a midfield scrum at the start of the second half over the far side, um, beside the daughter. And, you know, as I alluded to earlier, you're two men up on, on, on a huge and a vast acreage of space and you don't convert and there's another stage I know Michael Larry had a, a very good game he was like a rubber ball bouncing off tackles and, and could have probably feeded in for a hat-trick but like at one stage you know he crabs over and gives the ball to um, Matt Hansen left wing and, and it's touchline you know um, there was a lack of ingenuity I mean just sheer force of numbers and you know the law of averages got the job done, but you know there was at times a real, a real lack of of, of, of creativity, of awareness, um, because there was just so much space in that field, um, given the deficiency in numbers, and you know that was kind of worrying. But you know, it did feed into the sense of anarchy as well, that you know, and chaos that we didn't kind of want, and we, we kind of had predicted on on Thursday we didn't want either. Um, but I just thought. You know, in terms of when Jonathan Sexton came on, he made a couple of errors in attack as well. I mean, he kicked two wonderful kicks out of two, as Joey Carpenter was two out of five. Um, so I think, you know, the, the other issue is that there were no audition winners today. Um, so Jonathan Sexton starts in Twickenham. That's that's nailed down. Uh, I don't know if Keane agrees there, but I, I just think Sexton has to start in Twickenham. Joey Carpenter just did not do enough today. Yeah, I, I, I think that is one of the issues. I think, like Sinead, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, Ireland did get dragged down to Italy's level, but it's not really an excuse, um, particularly where this Ireland team have been over the last while. Uh, like, what scored 57-6. Like, that should have been, you know, a score we would have been expecting with Italy with 15 players. Uh, so, the standards that Ireland hold themselves to, that is not not good. Like, if that was the All Blacks today, like, they would have racked up 100 points, like, easy. They would have shown no mercy at all. And... Yeah, like it, it's not what you come to expect. And just on the Joey Carberry point, like I think, like we we touched on it a bit on Friday when he was selected. I mean, even if he did shoot the lights out, it it was so unlikely, in my opinion, that he was going to be picked for for Twickenham anyway. I think it's a, a foregone conclusion that Johnny Sexton is going to come back in. But it just goes back to my original point that I just don't think any players out there would really have justifiably go into Andy Farrell's office next week and say. I have to pick me like this is how well I played against 13 men a poor Italian team with 15 men let alone with with 13 men so um it was good to see James Lowe back I think we saw again glimpses of why he is in the Ireland team I mean it's okay like I mean using his big left boot against Italy isn't the most glamorous thing but I think when you're going to uh, Twickenham that will be that will be a really useful weapon and I'd be shocked if James Lowe doesn't stay in the 
the Ireland team now. I thought Mac Hansen was lively as well, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there with Andrew Conway. Um, so, yeah, look, I think it was a missed opportunity for, for a lot of guys, um, if I'm being totally honest. And it'll be very interesting to see, kind of, or get, get a gauge on what the, kind of the review from the, the coaches into this will be. Because from an attacking perspective, they left a lot of tries out there. And that's not where you want to be, really. It's particularly because um, fans are obviously still on course for the Grand Slam. They've got to go to Wales next, and then they've got England in the final game. You'd never know. Like, they don't look like slipping up. But if they do, the Six Nations could come down to points difference. And in my mind, Ireland left a hell of a lot of points out there, as many as they put up today. OK, Keen and Dave, thanks for joining us. We'll be back with more on the left wing next week. Talk to you then.